Okay. Um, do you want to go first or should I? <laughs> I mean, I get to go first. The scariest thing, because, you know, I'll just walk around in my house. Well, it was outside and I just seen a baby rat. It was like a newborn baby rat, this hairless kind of like born. I'm thinking that freaked me the fuck out. I mean, I can handle insects, but rats, I cannot. So that was my scary moment of the day. And I swear, October night, I'm going to choose violence for my significant other's hotep friend. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you saw a baby rat? Yeah, like a newborn baby rat, hairless. It's just wiggling around the air condition. I'm thinking, nope, I'm going back inside. Because usually I like to walk around the backyard, pace, think about being in my own head. But then I saw a rat thinking, wait a minute. And then my father brought up like, you know, the mother could be around here too. I'm thinking, hail to the nah. This I'm not, not fucking with no rats. What kind of bullshit is this? This is not New York. This is Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more bad for the baby rat. Than, uh, I don't want, I'm not going to want to help. I know there's no way I can, there's no I can do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a circle of life, you know, the brat has to learn how to survive in the suburbs. Um, Yeah, but not that, he's not at the age yet. He could have been taken from a bird for all we know. Hey, again, that's food for that bird. (laughs) It's a circle of life. Ah, Horrifying. Um, So my funny story is that I went to a conference this week in George R. Brown. And we had these booths set up and I had my mug is not in the shot, but I had my mug that I usually have on this podcast. I had it sitting on the table and my other two co-workers had their mugs right there. And some random dude walked by. It was like, who are y'all giving away mugs and like went to like grab and look at one. And I'm like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> Why are you touching my mug? It literally has my name. At now, again, my mug has my name on it. Like it's literally engraved into the mug and there's a straw in there. Why would you think that this is up for grabs? <laughs> Ooh, they giving away fancy shit. No, we're not. Go away, sir. Oh, oh Negroes and flies. Anyway, welcome back to the Confrontational Millennials. I'm Nikki Ali. And I'm Bell Mars. And it's a special guest, my little brother. I guess we'll be referring to him as Star Dragon. I might just refer to him as SD for short. Yay. Exactly. My name, my name, hello, my name is Star. Hello. I forgot the name of the podcast. All right. Don Star Dragon 01 here. Hey, I'm usually a West player, but today I'm doing podcasts. So it's talent. To translate, transfer easily. Yay! <laughs> All right, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna provide his uh, wonderful insight to our main topic later. But first, we have to play our favorite news game. Yay or nay! Yay! Yay! Or nay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, first, first off, um, earlier this week, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp experienced an outage that Mark Zuckerberger wants us to believe was, was routers being down due to an update. Um, and they claim it took about five hours to fix all of that. Um, it was real pain in the ass because I am in social media. And so I could not post 
on Facebook, which is all of the right wing, older uh, white men's favorite platform, which is my <laughs> audience. And so that was fucking annoying. But other people speculated that uh, the platforms went down because a scathing interview about Facebook's with Facebook's whistleblower, Francis Haugen on 60 Minutes about how the company knew that the platform could cause harm to several different of its users. Um, they decided Facebook was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. We're going to shut the whole entire thing down. Um, so which seems more plausible to you that they're punishing us or that they had a router outage? Um, I might, I'm thinking since Facebook is really all powerful, I think they're probably going to turn it off and try to scrub as much as they can. I mean, that's my tinfoil hack conspiracy theory that they are trying to like do damage control because I'm thinking doing that they fuck up a lot of networks because you know there's a lot of people uses facebook instagram for like business and then almost around the world globally so many people why on whatsapp like for family in the caribbean and like i know a lot of people with international connections they use whatsapp and for that to be down kind of sucks ass so and i heard it also happened twice so i am very sus but maybe it may not be that big of conspiracy theory just facebook just being facebook because i'm thinking they do an lousy job at regulating themselves so i guess it's probably not out of the question that you know probably it's been a power outage but they haven't been fully honest with us so i'm very suspicious so my tin hoil cat my tin foil hat self said they're up to something they're trying to scrub and save their butt but then at the same time they've been self-regulating themselves so they probably let some good things slide and then they just screwed up interesting do you have a take on this sd star dragon i guess oh. i just think they're incompetent <laughs> all right short sweet and to the point i like it <laughs> I, mean, definitely, I feel like they're incompetent yeah i mean maybe if there's some conspiracy in there i can see that but at the same time I don't know. Just they're been get caught with their pants down. I mean, look at just look at just look like look at Twitter for example. Yes, I know it's Twitter. And like they didn't have anything until anything, anything. They were didn't know much with anything until the election, election, the election. That's when they start using back and take down to their accounts. Yeah, I think with any industry, when you self-regulate yourself, you're going to let a lot of things go into the crack. Like Facebook regulate itself and a lot of social media regulate themselves versus like any other industry. Like with say construction, that's not, um, if you were to like self-regulate, a lot of houses would be falling down. I mean, yep. look at what happened in like Florida uh, earlier this year. Right, mm. and they they have overhead yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I would say that it probably, um, I feel like it's probably them trying to cover their ass. Like they're trying to save their ass. Let's let's not mince words about it. Um, as my coworker, I was setting up for the conference that I went to this week while we were there. And she's like, yeah, um, can you get on Facebook? And I'm like, no, <laughs> because, because it's down. And like when I read the story like later that it was like they had a 60 minutes interview, I'm like, that's too close together for me to just like write off as being a coincidence. So I'm thinking that they're covering their ass somehow. And also they're like, F all of you. Like <laughs> you watch that 60 minutes interview. You can't use Facebook um but yeah um get your act together over there mark zuckenberger as <laughs> boosie likes to call you <laughs> um, i mean he's like a whole ass robot that's my awesome tinfoil hack conspiracy the guy doesn't have normal emotions 
Ah, you know, that's for a later date. We may have to go in deeper. Um, all right, moving on. Speaking of robots and science fiction, William Shatner, the Star Trek captain that did not get to pose in a picture with my best friend in a Lieutenant O'Hara cosplay, um, is set to blast off on Jeffrey Bezos's Blue Origin capsule this week. I believe it's on the 12th, so it's Tuesday. So by the time this comes out, he'll be blasting off into space uh, the next day. Um, he's going to be, I think, the first actor to go into space in this, I guess, in this era. And then uh, the oldest person to go into space at 90 years old. That man is old as hell. Um <laughs> I didn't know that until I looked at the, I was like, oh, he's 90. Fuck. He's older than my grandmother, y'all. Okay. Let's just sink in. She was born in the thirties. Um, anyway, um, do you think that William Shatner going to space is going to convince other people that space tourism is safe if he even makes it back at all? Well, of course, the thing with Jeff Bezos, he's a giant nerd. Um, I think a lot of people want to go into space, but I think the biggest issue is affordability sure. of like going into space because you're just going to go in there for like, I don't know, like, because I know with Elon Musk's ship, he went there, the astronauts went in there for like three days, but I guess legally they're not considered astronauts. I don't know, something with the FAA. So just right. cutting hairs there. So I think it's probably inspiring to, I guess, to us nerds. I think you can see um, James T. Kirk is going to space and bang alien cheeks. So maybe people may get inspired to bang alien cheeks as well. Not people being into We've already talked about how people want to have sex with monsters last week. About Mars, we can't come back. Well, aliens, not monsters. Two different things. Are they, though? <laughs> In the middle of the did you look up? Dream, Dreamwork alien versus monster. I think that'll give you an answer. Hmm. I don't take Dreamworks as the foremost expertise on mythological creatures, but all right. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. Listen, I don't know why everybody wants to go into space. I'll, I'm going to stay here um, because I'm a little scared. Um, <laughs> I'm a tiny bit. I'm like, I'm an, I'm an astronaut. I'm not trained for this because, you know, normally... According to NASA, astronauts who were trained to go on missions were trained for like what years? They went into those fancy ass space pools. They yeah, but I think you can also buy your way into space because you have to like go into space pools. You have to have like perfect twenty twenty vision. Right. Because I know like the black woman uh, for Elon Musk that went into space. Uh, she was actually one of the finalists to become mm -hmm. an astronaut for NASA, but I guess she didn't make the cut. For but um, I think. But I think it's probably pretty easy if Jeff Bezos can probably train to go into space, just need a good amount of conditioning, which anyone can do. But I know NASA was pretty much anal on who could become a science. Well, uh, an astronaut, like, oh, you need a master's degree, you mm -hmm. need to be in shape, you need to do this and other stuff. So I guess whoever they put in the space, they can be qualified, like, oh, shit goes haywire. Um, you can be prepared. But I'm guessing now anyone can go into space. I guess you have the right crew. I guess as long as they sign a, a waiver, like, haha, if I don't, you know, if I have lasting after effects, oh, well, I went into space and I want to. I mean, get like, I don't know, like sun radiation since you're outside the atmosphere. The I don't know, man. They, I mean, they talk about the effect it has on your bones, too. I'm afraid of that shit. I'm like, what about my bones? I don't I'm know. I'm a story about 
space travel, like two twins, one of the twins went to space, one stay on Earth. Then they used to be identical twins, but after one got into space, they're no longer identical twins. Oh yeah, I actually heard about that space study for NASA. I actually have a poster of it in my room in which they have like two uh, identical twin, one that went into space and he stayed up in space for one year. Mm-hmm. So when you're in space for that long, you lose your muscle mass, your bone gets longer. Um, you change a lot of phys- physiology, uh, physiology. I can't say words. I can say words now, I promise you. <laughs> so yeah, you change over time. So I think he's slightly taller than his twin or either slightly shorter because you know your bones don't always get like worked out. So you have to like go through physical therapy after being in space so long. Um, and apparently he said it's very, very lonely. Huh? That was a fantastic world was created. <laughs> that's, that's, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, as I guess as long as space tourism is at a, a, a reasonable price point, then maybe people will be more interested in going into space. But also at the same time, I can imagine that people are like, why are you wasting money on space when things on earth suck? <laughs> yeah, considering that's, that- that's the reason why. <laughs> That's exactly the reason why. Earth is, gonna, Earth is basically screwed. It's basically screwed at time. So we'll go to Earth 2 or ER. Another tin hat theory. Okay. I think they're trying to do all this space travel so they can get the poor people to other planets. Because think about it. Because a lot of, I remember this, uh, this one Twitter thread saying that people who actually go into space, it's not really a great walk in the park. You get to monitor your vo- the vitals. You can't really eat what you want. Mm-hmm. You're constantly being watched to make sure you don't die into space. And I'm guessing someone rich like Elon Musk, um, you probably wouldn't enjoy it. So I think he probably they're going to go to Mars or go to moon to the moon um, and like make like space colonies, work camps, slavery on the moon. And maybe we might enslave, I don't know, like the Moonanites, <laughs> something like that. I mean, so I'm not convinced. I'm thinking they're probably doing it for selfish reasons because, oh, yeah, and yeah. I know with Elon Musk, I have a personal bane for Elon Musk to keep saying how he could save the world. But what is he doing to save the world? Fucking nothing. He didn't invent the Tesla. And I think it's kind of a slap in the face to call it Tesla, because you know Tesla, uh, Nicholas Tesla's not a big capitalist. Right. He wanted everything to be free. So exactly. coming for that ass, Elon Musk. It's gonna come back to bite you in the ass. It's the month of spooky. Okay, Nikola Tesla's uh, ghost is gonna be all like, uh huh, huh. No, thank you. Fuck capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. We, I mean. Either they'll go into space and find another planet to ruin, or we'll go into space and they'll just ruin the Earth. <laughs> I think they'll try and save the Earth, but send people away. Like I remember, I forgot who said either Jeff Bezos say we can probably like do stuff into space, uh, like I don't know, like do hard labor on space and then send the poor people in space and then. I want to do hard labor. <laughs> I don't want to do hard labor on space. There's, I'm not going to any other planet unless it's Earth-like, okay? <laughs> I'm not. You're not putting me on Mars. You're not putting me on the moon. None of those places are in the Goldilocks zone, okay? Fuck off. <laughs> and there's no infrastructure. It'll probably take years, probably even decades even to build like the infrastructure we have on Earth and let's see on Mars. Because I know we've been to the moon, fun fact, the U.S. been to the moon at least four times, mm-hmm. but the second time, not everyone was interested, and it got expensive. 
But see, like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not building infrastructure for y'all because black people already built infrastructure here. Okay, I'm not gonna do even more of your dirty work on another planet. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> I got no thanks for it here, and I'm gonna get no thanks for it there. <laughs> Unless the CIA kidnapped the Haitians and put them on the moon. Oh. Okay. okay, I probably shouldn't jinx it or give the CIA ideas. Don't give them ideas. Ignore that. I'm taking that out the episode. She didn't say it. Um. Anyway, moving on to lighter topics uh, for now. Adele is set to release a new single on Friday um, and everybody's losing their shit uh, because it's Adele. But fun, interesting debate that was going on online that I wanted to get your uh, opinion on. There was points made about um, how there was maybe not so much fuss on her last album, which was 25. and that the people are using her weight loss as a way to kind of promotionally push her album, which also pushes the narrative of if you're thinner, you should have more fame. So do you think that this is a, a put your conspiracy theory hat back on? Do you think that this her late loss has anything to do with the speculation and the the online just hoopla about her uh, new music. No. Okay. <laughs> Any reason why? I mean, I think it's more so about the music, not so much about the voice. I mean, yeah, the appearance might be one thing, but at the same time, I think people just try to make connections that doesn't exist. Try to make random connections that really doesn't exist. Mm. Okay. I mean, so much about the album myself. Well, I know about some more topics where they just make they just make argument that doesn't just go misinterpret it. So kind of like they're making a mountain over a molehill. Yes. All right. Okay. Like, I believe I know there's certain kind I did that in certain fandoms. There. Hmm. Hmm. Mars. Well, I think I just like SDO one over here said, I think he probably has a point. Uh, that probably they could be making a mountain out of a molehill because I remember her album 25 didn't that also went over lemonade if I remember correctly uh, for a Grammy it, it did but I mean let's also uh, admit that she admitted that it shouldn't have won over <laughs> lemonade <laughs> yeah and I know Beyonce herself probably has a lot of problem with the Grammys because they never let her win anything outside the black categories but I'm mm-hmm. guessing probably talk about that at a later time so i'm thinking yeah she did lost weight and i'm guessing she's more conventionally attractive um but i'm thinking adele has never been so much about her image because she's a very talented singer and Mm -hmm. she sings great songs from like james bond skyfall hello rolling in the deep and she was not always all about her appearance i'm thinking great she probably did this for her health or for her mental health and she works out and she looks great i mean congratulations is that what you want to do with your lives um you look great you look more confident so maybe people are i kind of agree that they're probably making a mountain over mohill that yeah she's more conventionally attractive but it's not like they're plashing her body everywhere because of the album all right fair enough um i'm gonna agree to an extent maybe like i would say that the confidence probably came from the weight loss but i also like i i see the way that people kind of treat lizzo and then i see the way that and it's interesting because nobody ever treated like adele the way that they treat lizzo yeah which is interesting so i feel like 
in part, there are probably a small section of people that have recently become stands that are kind of pushing her music because it's like, oh yes, like she deserves all the nice things because now she fits our beauty standards. Huzzah, right? But like, I mean, I do think Adele has also always been a powerhouse and she probably always will be a powerhouse. Um, so um, it might've been that like she has more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More push now because I'm just noticing cause I'm always on this bird app. So I can't <laughs> really, I'm on this bird app looking for news all the time. So maybe I just noticed. And again, like I think 25, what? 25 came out when we were in, were we in college or we were just out of college? Um, things around 2016, 2017. Okay. So I was finishing up my final year of college. Yeah. So like we were just out of college. So I, ha- I was having my own existential crisis. So I didn't have time to pay attention to like, what was going on around the now. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, if she's cool in her body, we're cool. Um, and we, we like the direction. We can't wait for the music, obviously, because it's Adele, y'all. It's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be good. Um, okay, back to, to pressing shit. Francis Catholic Church um, has revealed that an estimated 330,000 children have been sexually abused uh, over several, a period of years, I suppose. I would hope it was years. I didn't actually look into the time frame, but that's not the, the point that we're trying to make here. Um, that was revealed earlier this week. And, you know, like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to ask about this, like, Usually I would ask like, do you think they're gonna get punishment for this? Or do you think, but like I started thinking because I was raised in the Catholic church and because like, I've had to like, kind of like watch, you know, some of these not sexual abuse happen but allegations happen firsthand. Do you think that the Catholic church um, ignores predators and kind of just like, you know, lets them in? Uh, regardless, or do you think that is a breeding ground for predators in which they create predators? I kind of think it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Okay. Please expand. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they had, there's no, I feel like itself, how could they, how could all these allegations be, how could it have all these allegations when no one said anything up until like, until like recently? Uh-huh. It's implying it's implying that they knew the whole time. But oh, yeah. thing. Why? Um, because they know they know that they create them, they know they know they create the monsters themselves, but they don't want to say anything to ruin their image. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. That's well good point. Yeah. Well, for me, I don't think they probably create it because I think about how many other institutions have something similar like this because, you know, college football is like the same way. Uh And even the new team USA gymnastics where you have abusive coaches and like Larry Nassar being protected. I just think that they're being more protected for one reason or another. And I'm guessing it's really hard to come forward because I'm thinking, okay, I'm a troubled sinner and this priest is molesting me. Um, Of course, they're probably because I know as a whole, the Catholic institution knew about a lot of sexual allegations and all around, they just switched them around like, okay, how about you instead of staying at this church, you just go to another church and just pinky promise you won't do the same thing again. 
So I just think uh, it's probably, I don't think it's a breeding ground, but I just think they're in a position of authority where it doesn't get questioned. Like, oh, the priest is doing something. So if you're messing with young children, a lot of them sadly don't have the language to communicate what's going on. They're thinking, oh, he touched my flower or something like that. Like, okay, kids just say the darnest things. Mm. So I just think it's probably they're more protected, just like with any other institution, whether it's gymnastics or football or any other institution where people abuse their power. Mm-hmm. Hell, even in schools too. So I just think it's a, I just think they're probably just have a good structural system institution protect these predators versus just like kicking them out. And they say, oh, you know, we're all sinners. God will forgive me or whatever. I'm closer to God and I just abuse the power. I'm not sure what's the mindset behind it, but I'm just seeing, thinking like with Catholic Church, like any other institution, they have a uh, breeding ground to abuse children. Those are good points. Um, so obviously I came up with a question and so I had longer to think about the answer than everybody <laughs> else did. Um, but also I happened, I like everybody else knows at this point like i've like was raised in the catholic church i was raised in the catholic church for like 20 something odd years and so like um i don't know like i think since i was inside there's like i i agree with you on points that it's just like they have they're in positions of power and they pretty much protect you know they're priests because priests have been on a shortage since i was a kid like people were telling me that when I was a child to try to encourage obviously us to like go into like priesthood and lay except I can't be a fucking priest because I'm a woman but whatever well that's for another but like they they were telling us that for years and it's probably only gotten worse and so um and it's not like when I had to go to Sunday school when I was like you know in middle school and shit it's not like the catholic church comes right out and tells you shit like oh yeah when we were like in our early days we tried to commit mass genocide or whatever the catholic yeah. church doesn't admit to their faults right and the and the bottom line is is that a lot of the times they're the reasons that history was rewritten anyway right, right. so to benefit them and so I mean, do I think that they, uh, do I think that they create, um, sort of, yeah, I kind of do think that they create predators because of the restrictions that priests have on, I mean, they have to take a vow of poverty. They have to take a vow of chastity. Um, they can't have wives. They literally live in now they don't live in squalor. Like let's let's be clear about that. Like they get donations from people and they're able to basically get by. People will buy them cars, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not they're they're not gonna die. They're not in danger of dying or anything. Yeah. And when I went to St. Thomas, some of them live like pretty normal lives because saw a nun drawing like a car, thinking, holy crap, they're normal people. Yeah, Just- like like let's not i mean but like they they take these vows and i think it's very i think it's very it's a mixture of both because they're supposed to be in seminary for years and it's kind of like if you are in seminary with these other people you're a a leader of the church and you're training these priests to be leaders of the church how is it that you don't see at all at any point that mm, maybe this person shouldn't be in charge of like a whole like you know congregation or whatever much less be you know 
in a room with vulnerable people or whatever right um hell like there's a there's a priest back at the church that my parents went to that I was suspect about when I left because that man liked to hang around teenagers more than he liked to hang around adults and that hella sus hella sus listen when I went back for like uh cat like Christmas mass with my parents or whatever like uh during the pandemic last year <laughs> and like that man went to put his hand on my shoulder and I immediately flinched away I was like why we're in a pandemic one two no <laughs> so I have to fight right like I'm gonna have to fight you but I think I think it's a mixture of both like they ignore it and then I mean when you ignore something when you ignore initial signs you essentially are creating yeah. so yeah that's that's where I'm at um so fuck y'all <laughs> because the Vatican hasn't said shit either and like they they need to take responsibility but I mean yeah. y'all are gonna have to meet judgment either way aren't you so yeah, they're still having have issues with the Canadian uh Catholics who made the uh residential schools that killed all those um indigenous people so <laughs> they have a lot to answer for and they know it so Anyway, moving on. Um, recently, a movie that came out um, that was, uh, I'm going to try to say this man's name. I'm going to butcher it, though. Um, <laughs> his name is, uh, wait, hold on. It's called Memoria. Tilda Swinton is in it. Hold on. I have to scroll because I have to get to it because I navigated away. Um, where is it? Because I need this to say this man's name. App. Apachat Pong, we reset, reset, cool. Yep, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, they recently came up with a movie called Memoria that will never have a streaming or physical release. Fun fact it is basically doing a theatrical tour across the t- country, and that's it. That's that's the uh, assuming like i assume the only revenue they will ever make off of this movie and so money wise do you think that this makes any sense whatsoever <laughs> um no way i mean it's um one it's a movie would it make sense to reach in multiple theaters instead of one theater every few week every week mm. Mm. I mean, what's their what is their goal for this movie are they, what exactly is their goal if the thing is um, oh, I wish I could tell you that, uh, but I didn't take a picture. <laughs> um, yeah, it's literally just it's a never ending theatrical one screen at a time. Okay, I'm guessing are they trying to create like mystique for the movie? For me, this is the era of streaming. Mm-hmm. Consider we're, we're still in a panoramic in a paragraph right now. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense why this wouldn't be in streaming. Because I'm think if it's like for a bigger name like Hulu, Netflix, HBO, just word of mouth will make the film go crazy. Like I just watched the, the series Squid Games, which didn't have like any commercials, but I heard it from word of mouth on how crazy this will be. And that spread like wildfire. So I think that probably make a lot of money for uh Netflix so and I think so just kind of touring in person where some people are a afraid of corona and whatever disease 
and be hella lazy. <laughs> I don't think it's the probably one of the wisest, unless you're probably going for that crowd and thinking, I just want to get out and do something different, like drive through movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So if it's that model, good luck. I hope you're successful, but I'm very pessimistic that this will be a financially successful thing. But if it is, I'll eat my words. Right. Um. Hey, maybe, I mean, well, I guess, so in my brain, maybe think of it this way, right? So maybe they're not, and when you're rich, maybe you're not bothered with how much money it's going to make. If you're a Tilda Swinton and like you make like what, like millions of dollars, like on a movie, you're not bothered with how much revenue is actually going to come in as far as like how it shows and like, you know, theaters and like the the amount of people eyes watch it maybe she's concerned with getting an oscar nom right maybe that's where they're hoping maybe she's not trying to secure and whoever this other person's name is i can't say his name i'm not gonna say it again um maybe they're not concerned with that maybe they're concerned with like okay like this is just a stepping stone because it seems real artsy like i've looked at the uh looked at the um the synopsis uh and it's basically about tilda swinton hearing a loud bang and then going into the jungle with some sensory like like overload thing so like I feel like it's going to be real um like literary and uppity and stuffy or shit so that they'll get an Oscar nom um and so I mean it's an interesting strategy it's different for sure and maybe they're thinking that because it's exclusive more people will go see it because they'll be like well I saw Memoria and you did not because you're a peasant who couldn't get money and into the theater oh so I mean as far as like in my marketing brain I'm like it's an it's an interesting strategy and maybe the goal is not numbers it's am I I'm trying to get that Oscar bitch <laughs> so the Oscar cloud or like art cloud so. art art and Oscar cloud yeah like we're like Sundance is about to give me an award and also the Oscars and also like they're trying to rake in the awards I think and then also up their paychecks for future movies, right? Like, excuse you, I was in an Oscar-nominated uh, winning film um, that only showed in theaters because so that's probably trying to be the next Stanley Kubrick. Possibly so. Mm. Possibly so. Okay. Um, last but not least, speaking of people who don't care about clout, supposedly, Dave Chappelle had a recent stand-up special air on, I believe it was Netflix. Yes, on Netflix, um, in which he made some transphobic jokes, um, according to all of the articles and people that were angry on Twitter. Um, (laughs) um, I cannot quote the entire clip I watched. Essentially, though, in the clip that everybody was referencing, he talks about how J.K. Rowling um, made those uh, remarks about, was that two years ago now? Yeah, was, probably like two, three years ago. Yeah, about. she made it. She made some, thank you. She made some remarks about um, how you know, just to remind everyone, um, an article basically called men said menstruating people instead of women. And she draw drew parallels as to how, like, well, if you menstruate, clearly you're women. And that was 
clearly you're a woman and that was uh, not cute to a lot of people. They called her a turf. And so Dave Chappelle decided that he wanted to willingly be a turf. Um, that is what he said in his little clip that everybody is referencing um, and that gender is a fact. He uh, a, he kind of summarized her all of her tweets. I'm not going to say them all because they're way too fucking many. But he summarized her tweets basically to say that gender is a fact. Now, as a reminder <clears throat> to people, gender is not, in fact, um, the gender and sex are two different things. Gender right. is what you ascribe to. Sex is something that you're born as. Okay. Right. Biologically, like when you come out the womb, the sex you were assigned at birth. Gender is something that is mental and mm. that you can choose. So gender is in fact, not a fact. That's why gender fluidity exists. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but um, a lot of people are saying that people are being way too sensitive because there have been, of course, a lot of um, backlash, including a trans, uh, I think it's a trans woman from Netflix itself that has a very long uh, tweet. I will see if I can link it in the description where she talks about how um, uh, I'll, uh, the fact that they shouldn't have given him a platform and how his remarks and how him saying that people were being too sensitive about his remarks um, uh, is ignoring all of the um, trans men and women that unfortunately have uh, succumbed to violent acts uh, of murder in the past, I mean, just a year. I think she listed just people in the last year, which is innumerable. The, the threat is very long. Like, so especially black trans women. Um, so I ask you, do you think people are being too sensitive about his jokes jokes um because i personally enjoy dave sapel mm -hmm. and i guess as a cis person maybe punching down when he makes fun of um trans versus punching up we right. make fun of cis people so i guess fully he doesn't understand it um are they being oversensitive i remember he mentioned the joke where he said if um uh jesse smollett was his son he'll hit him with the dollhouse um, cause they said, oh, he's about to be canceled for making fun of what happened to Jesse Smollett and up be, it wasn't, a, it was a fake hate crime. Mm -hmm. So, um, I probably need to watch it myself. So could, are they being oversensitive? Eh, I mean, I probably want to make a bed with JK Rowling and turfs. I mean, I like to stay away from that. Right. This is me, but I'm guessing he, as a comedian, he does like to push the envelope. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what bigger truth can come out of them, like making fun of like turfs. Cause I understand from an ex uh, from the extent that I guess from people don't understand the difference between like gender and sex because for me when I hear ministering person because there are biological women that doesn't ministry because you know you have to consider women with PCOS endometriosis ovarian cancer that also doesn't always get a period so I guess ministrating people is probably better than just saying women because you're not always a woman if you ministry because let's say if you're like a trans man who was biologically a woman but transitioned to over a man so I probably need to watch it to see the context of it because I know he's has been skating the line of like I want to say he probably is the same as like a lot of transphobes 
Um, but I'm not saying he himself may be transphobic, but a lot of transphobic look up to him. Kind of like I saw this joke on The Simpsons, we're not racist, but we're number one with racist. So he may not be transphobic, but I'm guessing he's probably cozy enough to a lot of transphobes because I'm not sure the a lot of transphobic people kind of like Dave Chappelle for his comedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to probably look more into it for myself. Mm-hmm. Fair. I, I honestly think this whole thing is a, is a lot bigger deal than a- the bigger deal it is not not bigger deal than already that name. One one key difference with this whole conversation is that he one of the few people who fight back at crit they speak up against the crit his criticism or his crit whatever you want to call them. Yes, yes I do admit that uh, the self could be problematic when you look at myself, but at the same time I feel like I feel like when when it comes to anything to do with a, com- a comedian trying to make Dick do a joke or something, they, I think they're a bit too much sense of me. But it is true or problematic, I can't really say it, but I can say that, well, I feel like they're just always sensitive at the time, and I feel like they just want to jump to sh- half the time. Half the time, some people I think are actually have to show some concern. Other times, I think people just jump on a bandwagon. Yeah, so could be some sense of like oversensitivity. Yeah, you know, or just a bandwagon, just part, just fall under the bandwagon, just because everyone, oh, since everyone else is talking about it, they say you on it. Maybe I should too, or or vice versa. I mean, here some people are, have um, days to post back. I mean, oh. I even heard a lot of comments about they then normally the people who are against that comedian, the comedian, it's the the, it's the, the majority with, but this one. It's about both. Both the people who are with with Chappelle and against Chappelle are both the same. For me, I hear more about people are for Chappelle. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I've definitely seen more people being pissed off at him than not. Right. Um, I obviously haven't watched it either. I am not. I am not Dave Chappelle's audience. Let's be clear. Like Dave Chappelle's audience are is it's, it's black men, um, <laughs> pretty much like in their thirties and forties. Let's be clear, um, who were obsessed with his show when it came out on a uh, uh, um, what is it? The Comedy Central? Comic Central, yeah. When it came out on Comedy Central in like what two thousand and something? Like what was that? Yeah, was that early two like, thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not his audience. Uh, I probably have not ever watched any of his specials all the way through. I don't necessarily think he's not funny. I just I'm just like, he's not. I don't know. Like, he just hasn't appealed to me. Uh, Some I've watched some of his sketches. I think they're funny. But like, I've never been like, oh, yes, let me just watch some Dave Chappelle um, because just because, you know, so I haven't watched it. All I've seen is like random clips. Obviously, I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I think the whole thing has to be seen in context, right? Because a lot of people claim that like the last ten minutes of the show, he kind of like cleans up whatever it is that he said previously, like in the show. Um, but I mean, I just don't know. Like, I am I putting it past him to have said something transphobic? No. Um, <laughs> like, but. I I don't know like it's it's really like difficult for me to say because again and I have no desire to watch it let's be clear I don't want to watch it like I don't feel like it and I also and I also don't want to sit up here and be all like oh no y'all are all being too sensitive because I feel like 
it's not up to me to tell people who were actually offended by it, like trans men and women um, who found it offensive that they're, they shouldn't be offended. Right. Like, you know, if they're outraged, they're outraged. Um, but I mean, like it's, it's a, I don't understand why you would even make such a step on kind of slippery ground like that to begin with. Right. But you know, it's Dave Chappelle, like, controversy sells right he you know he needed to sell a special so yeah trans trans jokes so um you know we'll have to see um i think i think at the end of the day though like for people who are actually offended about it i think that i mean you don't go i feel like people shouldn't go back and forth people online you made your point you made your piece it's out there. You people understand your outrage. Uh, I, you're kind of just giving him more sales, right? Like when you say stuff like, oh, well, you know, the special was bad. People are going to be like, I'm going to watch it then. Like, right. you know, and that's just more streams for Netflix and, and, uh, and Dave Chappelle. So like, if you're, you're outraged about it, I mean, just make your point clear and then move on because there are people you will be able to convince with your words and people you won't. And I just don't think you should waste time on people who won't be convinced because they're not, they're just not gonna. So that's my piece. That's my take. Ooh, I'm tired. Oh, but let's move on. <laughs> I just sneeze like, sorry. I just sneeze like 10 times in a row. Like y'all heard <laughs> half of them. And then I muted myself for the other half. because I... Let's move on to our main topic though. It's fairy tale time. Yeah. because it's the month of spooky we decided we should go into like you know all of the the things that we heard as a kid the tales that you know as old as time not really they were written in like the 1800s but you get what i'm saying um (laughs) i mean technically not written in the 1800s they're more reported in the 1800s could be older yeah they're even older than that but you know not as quite as old as old as time, but very old. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into some of them. We're gonna go into our favorites. We're gonna go into um, you know how Disney has fucked them up. We're gonna go into we're gonna go into the spookier ones. Um, so let's get started. Yay! Um, so let's get started. Um, what is the fairy tale that um y'all remember most as a kid? Like what 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 was the one that you were told most often? That you can work it, remember. Like, let's what was the one with the wolves. The one with the wolves. Which one is yeah. which one is Very, um me like on um, three little pigs? Oh, okay. Three little pigs. Okay, so the big bad wolf. Wait, or so the you're one saying, with Red Hood. So you yeah. remember all the ones that have a wolf character in it? Yeah. Well, those two at least. So Red Riding Hood and Three Little Pigs. Okay. For me, I remember Rumble Skillskin. I remember we Ooh. had this tape back in the day. I would think it was like the animation was made in the 80s. What? And I swear the guy who like voiced Rumble Skillskin was like a chain smoker. It's my night, my very first night. And he had this deep, raspy voice. So, oh, yeah. I, so I remember that. Of course, we were, you know, us as millennials, we were right there in the disney renaissance so i remember beauty and the beast aladdin i didn't realize how much they butchered aladdin so that's another thing um remember just one fairy tale that i did it took me i didn't remember it last month what it was called typical 12 princesses 
Ah, uh, yes. Is it the 12 dancing princesses? Yeah, that's the one where the father had like 12 daughters. Yeah. And they were. Yeah, I just, I the only thing I remember about it because I remember back like in one of my elementary school, my second elementary school we went to at the time. It was very impressive. Anyway, there was this movie, I just realized. Wow, it's like a black fairy tale based type show. I forgot what. Oh called. yeah, was it happily ever after? Where there's like different like people of color telling stories. Like there's like a black version of one version. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. version of that one. Yeah, I remember that one. What? Yeah. I never saw this. I am so offended. <laughs> I want to watch it now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like it was like Thursday, Friday. Like let's watch a movie. We watch these fairy tales. We saw like a black version of Rumpelstiltskin, and then I think like a. Uh, Mexican, like a Hispanic version of, I think, Cinderella. And it's like different types of people. I'm thinking, this is great. It's the first, because we went to a predominantly black school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, wow, I never thought about fairy tales, like black people of color. Uh, I remember my, our father told us about a ghost story when he was a kid, um, where I guess, uh, I mean, I guess it was more of a trick of someone trying to steal like their lobsters and crabs, but they said the old man, like, oh, you come around here at night, they'll take you. And they started throwing things in the water. There he is. So then they just ran home. They forgot their coconuts and everything on the island. So, and even today as an adult, I read about ghost stories about the Chase family coffin. So, cause, oh, yeah. and I just find fascinating that like every uh, culture kind of like their own ghost story, but I guess to keep in my childhood, Happily Ever After, Disney Renaissance, and then the cartoon versions, like interpretations of that. Hmm. My, uh, the ones that I remember, I used to have this like storybook and it was gilded at the edges, gold. Uh, <laughs> ew, and I was like, my treasure. Um, <laughs> All right, go on, continue. Yes, so it had, um, it had the ugly duckling in it. I like the ugly duckling. Oh, I love that story. That one a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, um, the off-brand Disney princess, remember? Like, oh uh, yeah, Anastasia and like the Swan Princess. Like that one was my jam. I like birds. Right. Is Swan Princess technically Warner Brother? Which oh one? yeah, but Warner Brother. But now they're officially Disney because it's part of the Disney Empire. But we'll talk about that later. Right? How that happened? Uh, yeah, they actually. I think they bought either last year or this year. They're so Anastasia is technically Disney. Right. And I don't know Anastasia. Yeah, but all Swan Princess. Also, technically Disney too. They bought. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I think they brought all the David Bloom works. Hey, they're trying to have an empire. Okay. Yeah, I'm aware, I'm I'm aware of that. Well, listen, that means they need to have all the fairy tales as well. Um, and then what was my? Oh yeah, I loved Aladdin. Obviously, that Aladdin was my boo, um, because he was the only one who looked like me. I was like, that's Aladdin. That's my. Technically, he's never part of the original hundred. Well, he know what's about to be part of the 101 Arabian Night, but yes, he's the most famous story from that time. That's true. Well, that's because uh, Aladdin originally was set in China, at least the version I've read. Um, yeah, and uh, they it's not in the Arabian Nights, but he was it was set in China, and the whole story is completely different than what the, how Disney tells it. I, mean, I like I find that ironic because the hundred Aladdin. Did the, the, the worst adaptation of it, but somehow sign the head like it's more accurate to the story. Hey. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there are two genies, one in the lamp, the other one in a ring. It's true. And Sonic has 
Boosh, Eraser, Jin, and Shara are those two genies, not and I can. Obviously, Sonic is doing something right that Disney is not. But like, yeah, I mean, but yeah, the Phantoms see it that way. But that's a story for another time. Well, since we're on Disney, we can go into so like I mean, uh, is if people don't know, fairy tales for the most part were originally written, you know, way back when to teach kids lessons about, you know, like small stuff like, hey, don't like, you know, the little red riding hood. Don't go off with strangers because then you'll get eaten. (laughs) Don't go off with strangers. Don't go into the woods at night. Um, Don't, you know, be a dumbass who like sells something valuable for something stupid. Don't like, you know, like like major stuff you know what i'm saying like the the things you needed to know as an adult to survive in the world right um and then disney obviously with the fairy tales we grew up with disney kind of took those and then they were like haha just kidding so do you feel like do you feel like the uh the disney fairy tales that we kind of grew up with do they have the same like lessons that you know the original works had if you know them uh what i know about it uh disney does not so i remember watching this video that was explaining about how disney you know walt disney himself got screwed over about oswald the lucky rabbit so he's thinking i'm gonna buy all the ips so and think what and have this disney brand of cuteness like i remember the original pinocchio which is a little bit more darker about pinocchio drinking partying disobeying his father and the white uh fairy many times Mm -hmm. so but disney changed a whole lot of it so they lost that for that disney brand of cuteness and the grandchild of like the original author pinocchio tried to sue them because they didn't like the interpretation Mm -hmm. and thing is disney has like a whole brand of cuteness and everything's happy ever after but thing is kids need darkness i mean we like i know we like to protect children but they need that darkness like if kids like say struggling with cancer and they read like the dark story i'm thinking okay life isn't fair and it sucks versus like how many people grew up loving disney and then they end up in abuse relationship because you know prince charming love changes all so i think it screws a lot of people up hmm. i mean yeah that is true i mean yeah i mean yeah disney does have not good without well except in this just one like one instance where they had actual darkness which where i'm not sure you will count it as a fairy tale but Lion King. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess it's not really a fairy tale. I guess it's more. I guess an interpretation of. I guess simply people say Shakespeare or Kimba yes. the White Lion. Uh-huh. It's um, hard to tell, but it, had, it does have that same ideal idea of a fairy tale. The same beats and notes, are, in my opinion. But it's a pretty dark film, technically. But the biggest lesson is, I can say, is weren't in the weren't from the past. That's my interpretation, at least. Yeah, it's the past. It makes I mean, the past will hurt, but 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 you can learn from it. Yeah, and funny thing is that was considered Disney's B film. Their A film at the time they thought would be Pocahontas. I'm thinking, yeah, Pocahontas. That's the one win all those Oscars. And forget, and you can just work on that crap thing called the Lion King. But no, the no, opposite is we have true. a crappy live action remake now. Oh my God, if they make a live action of Pocahontas. They're not going to do it because it sucked. (laughs) They can't do that. They've already done that in a different way. And that is uh, Avatar. (laughs) Is that by Disney? Well, now it is. 
Oh yeah, fair point. See, there we go. I feel like this whole episode, we're going to be like, is that Disney? And then we're going to be like, yes, it is. <laughs> Disney sponsor our podcast. <laughs> right, even though we're talking shit about you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Disney interpretations of fairy tales lack consequences, right? Right. The Little Mermaid literally just like ran away from home, got a pair of legs, and then the only thing she had to deal with was not having a voice. Even though in the original fairy tale, every time she walked, she was supposed to bleed and like she couldn't speak. And at the end, she turns into sea foam. Spoilers. Uh, well, I technically speaking, I can say that the, the Beauty and Beast is slightly darker than the original. It, the Disney version of Beauty and Beast is darker than the one I heard about, than the original one that I heard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the Beatles was actually nice and loving towards Belle, and he was understanding. And I guess it's kind of like the whole true love thing. But the only difference, wait, I think that Disney's slightly better because she didn't have the evil sisters. Right. She did have the sister, but they're irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, some of them were eat like depends which version. One version of Beauty and the Beast, her evil sisters said, "Oh, stay longer with us, Belle." He 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 he, and then she want to go back to her love but i guess the other times it just becomes less and less irrelevant or they're just kind of there depends which version yeah the version i've always read they were just stuck up and spoiled and like the whole reason that she got she went to the beast was because her her dad was getting them like souvenirs and shit and she wanted a rose and (laughs) that man picked a rose from the wrong place (laughs) (laughs) Well, she sure did try to work with the master and waited a bit longer for eating the food. That's true. Mm. But that is true. The beast is a lot nicer to her in the fairy tales. That's a good point. Like, he's very nice to her. And also, he doesn't look like a, a woolly mammoth wolverine looking type thing. He looks like an elephant. <laughs> like an elephant <laughs> thing. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, that's probably a lot Hard I mean, enough. I think also in the 90s, people want, I guess it's probably like the birth of furry love because you have furry. the beast that's probably more attractive than his human form. And then you have Lola Bunny. So probably that's why. Don't forget Sally Acorn. Oh, from Sonic. I mean, the whole Sonic thing, I guess, is kind of furry, babe. You kind of think about it. Um, It started with her. I think it was another character. There was another um character, but I don't remember her name at the moment. But people were just like, <laughs> I mean, I also know it's like the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers type thing going on too. That's also by Disney. So maybe people want to F chipmunks. Okay, I think I think it's a good idea. People want furries. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like the but for the most part, I mean, but what do you learn from that when you think about it? Like Beauty and the Beast, what did I get from that as far as a lesson is concerned? Not to judge a book by its cover. I mean, he was a little asshole. He Should he have been turned into a beast? No. I feel like the real lesson on that is don't open the door for strangers because he shouldn't have opened the door for that fairy. Okay, she was a bitch. Good like him. Second yeah, and the Beast technically was 11. What? Beast in the Disney version was technically 11, so of course right. you'd be a little brat. That's what I'm saying. Like that was the, that's the lesson, though. Don't open the door for strangers. You should have never opened the door for the fairy in the first place. You should have been like, my parents aren't home. I can't help you. <laughs> and she turned out to be a bitch because he she was like, let me inside. And he was like, uh, no, because I don't know you. <laughs> so I learned nothing from this story. <laughs> oh, here's a oh, here's a uh, anyone here talk about fairy tale that has a questionable moral. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What- 
Wait, acquiesce. And it's not a Digimon waiter. I don't think Digi touched this one yet. Okay. Which one is this? Uh, Puss in Boots. You know the original, who knows the original Puss in Boots? I do. Yeah, I know the original Puss in Boots. Man, two, three brothers. Mm-hmm. One, brother, one, brother, one brother got a bakery, one got a mill, the other one got a cat. And that cat then proceeded to steal a whole bunch of swindle, a whole bunch of people out of some shit for him. <laughs> so I don't know what the moral of the story is, but one YouTuber I watched said the, the moral of the story is be the ultimate bro. I mean, that's <laughs> true. You always bro out for your bro. Like yeah, you, cat- loyalty. That's the moral of the story <laughs> is loyalty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's. But, a- yeah, I mean, but then again, I don't think. And then we want to put the boot from Dreamwork. It had nothing to do with it. The only thing having come is just a cat with boots. <laughs> he was good with the sword. That's true. He was good with the sword. And he was with an ogre because the cat tricked an ogre in the, in the original story. So say, hey, he ate the you. ogre. That too, but he like he it. was there. <laughs> ogre, cat, you know, parallels. Speaking. <laughs> Shrek even had the it's a parody. I mean, the whole entire Shrek franchise is a parody of a whole bunch of fairy tales. Yeah, too. like the original well, story book, the, the book itself, the original short material was a parody. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, which is great. And then the whole franchise, Shrek one and two are amazing. Shrek three, eh. So wait, aren't there four Shreks? Yeah. I don't know what the fourth one is about. I stopped watching after the... Did I watch the third one? I think I may have watched the third one. I didn't watch the fourth yeah, one. Isn't the third one with Justin Timberlake? That's what I remember from it. Why is that what you remember from it? <laughs> I remember that... Um, I mean, the, the dude that was voiced, that was the prince at the time. King Arthur? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fakuhar or whatever his name is. Oh, Farquaad? Farquaad. That's whatever. the first one. Oh, That's yeah. the first yeah. one. I don't remember. Um, well, wait. Okay, well then. Okay, well, late. Let's bring up Shrek though, because we're on Shrek. Do you think right. Shrek does it better? Like DreamWorks does it better than Disney? Uh, yes. I actually really love Shrek. Disappointed we didn't get to see that at Universal. Um, and they're, they're closing also taking it down. down the Shrek 4D ride. They are uh, from Universal. So, damn. Well- for all the movies that are clearly based on fairy tales or, or children's book at this point, for, um, for all the movies that that based off a fairy tale, which is basically uh, I could say um, Shrek, bigger in the Shrek films, and away Hell Change the Dragon, they kind of do a lot better. I mean, um, I can't really say much about Shrek. I mean, because I know it's a kids show for them, but I know about Hell Change the Dragon. It may not be a fairy tale per se, but I feel like they designed this film to be the children to be grown, grown as an audience. Hmm. Yeah, kind of like with the Harry Potter films. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the first movie is about um change, uh, like change. Um, the second one I think is about growing up, mm-hmm. it's about letting go. Hmm. Interesting. Good point. Um, I guess for the Shrek films, you could say that the first Shrek is about uh, being yourself and loving yourself, right? Because he refuses to be a human and she refuses to go back to being a human. Is that uh, the second one? Is yeah. it the second one? Yeah, the second one's when they got turned into a human. The first one, I guess, is kind of like, don't judge uh, a book by its cover. 
yeah, book by this cover and realize everything's kind of like subverted. So Shrek doesn't get his noble seed. He got an Eddie Murphy talking donkey. It's hilarious. The princess can defend herself. Um, So I like the fact that instead of, you know, getting married to the prince, she decided to go back to the swamp because she chose her happiness versus, you know, what's expected of her. Right. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like Shrek probably cheats as uh, I mean, the third films, like the the later films, get a little wacky as fuck. Like there's a lot of musical numbers and shit. But yeah, the spinoff Puss in Boots was nice. There you go. I don't like they even want the cartoon. They have a bit more fairy tale. That's like Jack. Like they have a friend of a friend named Jack. Hmm. Like Jack for Jack the Beanstalk. I don't, I don't know which one. There's like Tim Billy and Jack in Fairy Tales. That's true. But the most notable one is Jack in the Beanstalk and Jack the Giant Killer, who I think are the same person. And <laughs> then there's also Jack and Jill who went up the hill. That's true. They did. And then also Jack Be Quick, Jack. Jack Be Nimble, Jack Be Quick. Yeah, that Jack one. Something, the walking stick. <laughs> Jump over the. Well, I don't think um, the J- Jack and Prince Billy face off as that one of all of them. Okay. The over the candlestick, Jack. Uh, Jack yeah. over the candlestick. Wait. Because he was a, a thief and a liar. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess to probably move the conversation forward, I mean, what's one fairy tale you think Disney should probably interpret that they haven't touched yet? They should interpret that they have a Yeah, they should. Like, why would you see, like, Disney works of a fairy tale? Um, oh, you know what I would think would be visually appealing? Um, with one of the, one of the many fairy tales that has the, the thing where the bride can never see her monstrous husband, like in mm. the flesh or whatever and she has to go on this wild ass goose chase to get him back because she sees him in the flesh and so like she has to go get a dragon and their eggs and then she just has to sky for help and then she has to fight a witch and then she can finally get her husband back in human form because he's been cursed for 12 years or something one of those yeah I actually just thought about it. I thought it would be cool if Disney probably do Ananazi Spider. Because right now I like the fact that the new Disney actually goes and actually research the culture that they're doing it in. Yeah. Like, for example, with um, uh, Moana, where they actually got like Samoan and uh, Pacific Islander people like to voice act, to sing, to write the story. So they kind of did this culturally uh, relevant versus they didn't do in the past in the 90s. Like they didn't do it with Pocahontas and they didn't do it with, they damn well didn't do it for Aladdin, sadly. So I actually would see that. But then also I'm afraid, I just remember like anytime Disney interprets anything, they try to like trademark certain things. Like I know uh, they try to trademark Akuna Matata and for those of you that don't know, it's actually a common phrase that was used in, I want to say, South Africa. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like somewhat a Chinese billionaire try to trademark the phrase thought and prayers or something like that, where right. we all say it. And they also tried to trademark Cinco de Mayo uh, after they released Coco. So I'm afraid what if they try to do uh something for the Anazi spider because I'm thinking like a trickster god. So it'd be cool to see like that anti-hero on screen. Yeah, I definitely agree. Strangely enough, I mean, there's two I want. One, I think, 
One, I think they sort of did this, and the other one, they, I don't know they did it. The Romance of the Three Kingdoms is one of the stories I want to see them destroy. Oh. In case, so. you in case you don't know what the Romance of the Three Kingdoms is, basically, no, the Book of Dynasty Wars, that saved me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll probably do Cliff Notes version of it. So it's kind of a, a fictionalized version of Chinese history before the three kingdoms and many other kingdoms that took over China before it was united to one just giant uh, country. So, okay, yeah, okay. It, it, I don't know if it, it would take place in a timeline, say it's sometime after Mulan, after the Han Dynasty, the Ooh. China when you got stuff like the Yellow Turbans, Cow Cow, Ganja, um, uh, that's been rather uh, crazy. That's one story. More curious. I don't. I wonder how they would do that. I mean, I mean, they'll probably do the best. Do the best because you know they're already simping to China already. That's what I'm saying. They, like, Chinese money. they would. They would simp hard because they want China's money like so badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. But they're probably going to make Lubu the obvious villain. To be honest, even though I think. He's probably going to make Luba the obvious villain. So Creative Liberties. Uh, but I also heard <laughs> the uh, the Great Gatsby is in public domain now. So I'm surprised there's not going to be like a Disney interpretation of it. There I mean, will they, be with animals. Isn't yeah. the great current Great Gatsby owned by Fox? Oh, they did an interpretation for Fox, but now it's in public domain. That was before it was in public domain. That technically... By that logic, they technically own, they technically did Great Gatsby already. Yeah, they're gonna fucking own every media ever. And that's we haven't even touched comic book, uh, comic books and oh, oh yeah, they own all of Marvel. That's oh, the yeah. only thing they all don't own is the movie right to Spider Man. Right, they don't own Spider. Wait, do they own X Men yet? We're getting told. Totally no, <laughs> Let me say this. They own everything minus the movie right to Spider-Man. No, they own Spider-Man, but not the movie right to Spider-Man. Interesting. Um, oh, I remembered another one that I want them to do. I want them to do King Lindorm. Um, and that's basically about like a woman wants a child like they always do because that's all women are good for is wanting children <laughs> in fairy tales. Um she wants a child she can't have one and so she goes to a witch the witch tells her bro uh if you eat uh if you peel this uh you know peel this um onion yam or something it's a onion yeah she's like you peel this onion you do she gives her a specific thing to do obviously the woman fucks up and she does the wrong thing <laughs> like she gives her two onions she eats one onion like whole and then she's like oops i wasn't supposed to do that so then she does it the right way and she ends up having two children one of them is a hideous like worm creature and the other one is a normal child <laughs> and so they throw the worm creature out into the like the forest to die and of course it doesn't die because it's a worm creature and um then the worm creature uh, like then pro proceeds to like kill a whole bunch of people they have to figure out how to make it stop and then finally they this one girl who's smarter than the rest of them tricks the worm into like the, the snake worm into shedding all of its skins until it's a man because that's what she was supposed. you peel the onion and then you would get a boy. That's what she was supposed to do. But she ate the whole thing like an idiot and it was a worm. So like that's, I want to see them do that for some reason. <laughs> it would be hideous, but great. I mean, 
There's one one story to that I kind of want to see do, but they technically already did this. Which one? The Snow Queen. The- oh, like a more faithful adaptation, not just Frozen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Snow Queen was probably a movie they want to do it for a long time, but they couldn't do it for some reason. Matt. I mean, if one I can give from that, Frozen got some took some creativity, has some of the beats of it, but entirely Frozen, entirely original. The Snow Queen is more so about a girl trying to save her best friend. Yeah, I'm- like the like when they when I first figured that out, like when they were like, "Oh yeah, Frozen is based on Snow Queen." I'm like, "It is." <laughs> <laughs> there's no little girl. There's no boy. Like there's no like running around trying to say it's just a girl. It's just a sister who has snow powers. And her other sister is trying to save her from her snow power. I don't get it. Like, I mean, technically, the Snow Queen is technically the villain. That's right. That's true. And then she I has mean, a the whole bunch of like weird troll minions that like. And break technically her. speaking, <laughs> the closest thing the actor did to the after Snow Queen is not technically speaking, it's not frozen in my opinion. Which one is it? The Chronicles of Narnia. Hmm. The Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe? Yeah, remember that? Remember the film with a yeah, that's true. You kind of cool to think to the the actor Snow Queen. But wait, does Disney own that? The first one, yes. Oh. Yeah, didn't they? I thought the live action was based on Disney. Yeah, but I think the first one they own, but the the sequel they was made by uh... which they now own. <laughs> Anyway, this has become a conversation about Disney, and that was not the point. Okay. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> this is still in the realm of Disney, but like I thought of this. So there was a show that was really popular. I'm pretty sure it's over now, but it was Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And that was where everybody was kind of in, like uh, to give a short synopsis of Once Upon a Time, essentially a kid goes to find his real mother um, and he lives in like this storybook town. It's called Storybrook. <laughs> and... <laughs> With a whole bunch of uh, characters that are from a storybook, they're they're fictional characters, fairy tale characters, and he goes and he brings her, and she's supposed to be the chosen one so that she can fix the whole entire thing. Um, and then it proceeds to go on for seasons and seasons and seasons, one which were good up until the fourth season. Then I'm like, this is confusing as fuck. But so it's basically Kingdom Hearts. I mean, yes, except without. Sora and a Keyblade and <laughs> Disney and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I mean, they take the have a Frozen one time one episode. I remember there was a Frozen arc. So, like, yeah. So they they but they they marry like more stories than what is typically Disney. In fact, like the first season was really more about like stuff that wasn't that popular so it was like the the evil queen like from snow white like which is as everybody knows that's like like the first one they ever did and that's not the most popular like story that they have but it was like that's the one maleficent or someone else that's someone else no not maleficent so maleficent is from um i was about to say rosebud uh she's from beauty sleeping beauty so the the original it's the original witch ish or hag whatever you want to call her from um snow white and the seven dwarves oh yeah with the apples with the apples yes and so the character in that show is obsessed with apples um <laughs> but like and that's how you know who she is is she, um, is she what 
Shimmy Dong definitely. No, she's not. I mean, but she tries, ho. Like she real evil. And then she's good and then she's evil and she's good. But like, I mean, so uh, y'all probably haven't seen that thing. I've seen like most of it. But like, I mean, it takes a little darker interpretation and there are actually consequences, which I think is interesting. If it weren't for the fact that it gets kind of convoluted with Disney-esque things towards like the the later seasons, um, mm-hmm. I would say it was probably one of the best fairy tale works that I had ever seen produced, like where they were all together in one place. So, but like if anybody else has seen, like who listens to this, if anybody else has seen um, Once Upon a Time and you want to comment about that, like if you- I mean, it's all bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I can't really say what- right but i'm saying like that's an invitation if anybody else has seen it and they want to like comment like okay so rank it so like which is better the the show from abc dreamworks interpretation or disney films just go ahead let well, me dreamworks don't really have much fairy tales to work with when the only time they actually use fairy tales is basically um shrek yeah that's what i'm saying so shrek which of which one of these interpretations is better? Standard. I can't really take much with ABC that once upon a time ABC. It technically that's also part of me. I know. That's what I'm saying. But it that's why I'm saying like the beginning of it though was a little less Disney and a lot more like here's some grim fairy tales that we threw together that we think is cool. And there were actually like people die and there are actual consequences. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> And I'm not gonna lie, Disney, not gonna lie, most people, whenever I think of fairy tale, think of some of these fairy tales now, they always gonna think Disney, the Disney version, the first thing to come in their minds. I know, Disney has done a very good job in making you think that they're the foremost leader on fairy tales. But I would encourage y'all to read some other stuff. Be like, this, this is, then it, this is my book. It's a fairy tale. Fairy tale from around the world. Mm-hmm. Huh. I got. The Grimm's Butter version. Yeah, I have. Um, I also have Hans Christian Andersen, and then I have the Arabian Nights. So those are. Arabian. Yeah. So I like, support Wikipedia. She said I support Wikipedia. But when I come to the Arabian, I'm gonna say Sonic did it. Surprise, like not because I'm a Sonic fan. But I do think Sonic kind of did it better. No, okay, we'll add that there too. Or if you played Sonic, do you think Sonic gets a better interpretation of this? Well, he also, I mean, definitely Arabian Night, not for King, King Arthur. It's a different in my team, but I'm not here to talk about Sonic. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what's your favorite tropes from fairy tales? Like, or okay, let's do favorite and then the shit you hate. Like, you're like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> Um, I guess my favorite, I guess, step parents be evil. <laughs> I get to kind of re- react to reality of how a lot of people don't trust step parents and thinking you probably need to like grandfather that in pretty good because kids don't trust them and they're always like have an agenda with the father. <laughs> Speaking my own issues out now. Uh, but I guess least favorite one, huh? I guess it's probably difficult for me to say. Um, I guess they all learn a lesson in a terrible way, but I actually like that. I mean, I guess because that speaks to my darkness as a person, but I guess, hmm, are all wolves have to be evil? That's a good point. Oh, 
If you're not a dog, it basically you're evil. Basically, how it works. So I guess Paul, we have to say go with wolves because from the top of my head, it would probably take me a while to think about it. So set parents evil, I like that. And wolves, uh, why at the evil? Wolves are kind of cool. I mean, aggressive as hell, but I, I guess I can see why they think wolves are evil. Mm. It's a common thing in the time that you would get. This is pretty hard one for me as well. I mean, some of fairy tales, I fairy tales, I tend to like the ones. How do I know what type of fairy tale I like? Well, favorite trope. Okay. I like, I, I'm going to be honest with one thing I don't really like at times. I like that most people, so many people don't come on to it. Yeah, I mean. Somebody dies? Is that what you're saying? I mean, die, I mean, of course someone's going to die. I mean, just, I didn't mean, watch too much Looney Tunes. I just like things that just have slaps that they don't, or, or some story fairy tale, but I take it away, I don't like. So then people do not get suffered the consequences. Like the people who push you to the consequences don't suffer the consequences. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, that I know that's a trip I don't like. I, mean, I know there's some fair that does that. Okay. What about what you do like? What I do like is more so. Well, I don't know. I kind of like certain those fair tales where they kind of like. Some of the guys, they kind of know the where they know the lesson and don't really suffer for where well, they don't have to suffer to learn the lesson. Like they know what the lesson is. <laughs> so kind of like they know the lessons they have to learn. Like I shouldn't lie to my parents, but I didn't have to worry about something big happening. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't imagine for some things do big happen some of these fairy tales, but sometimes they just be. Oh, did I ever wonder? Like, I like the way how Pinocchio was handling me. Yeah, even though he went through a lot of crap. I mean, he went through lots of crap. He learned his lesson. It took him all the world, but he finally learned his lesson at the end. Yeah, and I do like the fact with Pinocchio he that he just slipped many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he did get straight A's, but then he goes to the island of, I guess, bad boys and get turned, almost get turned to a donkey. And he realized, I fucked up a lot. I'm really sorry. It took me forever to realize that. I shouldn't have dropped out of school. So, and I guess it's not just one straight line where I fucked up once, I'm not gonna do it again. He keeps messing up, but in the mm -hmm. end, he becomes a real boy. Okay. I guess we're like, yeah, I like those people who actually have the, I like to like the protection that they do have, they have flaws. I like the protection when they have their flaws. And it's not just they're perfect from start to finish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You still okay. I say you still know the lesson and still have flaws. Hey, Pinocchio's that good example. He knows the lesson. He truly knows what the lesson is, but he keeps messing up. Yeah, and I can understand why the grandchild of like the my the author Pinocchio is thinking, yeah, you saw the Disney version, then the original version. Yeah, I can understand I'll be pissed. Like my grandfather wrote this masterpiece and you just did Disney it up with all your cuteness. Yeah, gross. Mm. <laughs> um, the ones that I don't like are the ones where it's like weirdly incestuous. So like mm. there's, yeah, like there's a couple, there's one called the donkey skin where like the dad loses his, his <laughs> wife. Yeah, he loses his wife and he said he won't marry anyone unless they look like her. 
And so, of course, the daughter grows up to look like her and the father is obsessed with marrying her afterwards. And I was like, that's gross. <laughs> and so the, the daughter literally does everything she possibly can to trick him into letting her like go until she ends up marrying someone else. But that's the only way she gets out of it is because she marries another king and he can't do anything afterwards at, at that point. So I was like, that's gross. And that happens like way more than you think it does. <laughs> I guess that's the chance to that the incestuous angle like oh I put on my mother's old ring now we must marry daughter right and it's like no 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 (laughs) dad um the one yeah the ones that I do like um typically uh make sense like a lot of fairy tales will employ magic and then like at the end I'll be like how the fuck did all that happen like (laughs) I don't know but like I like so like I like um uh like where I can easily follow the chain of events like and how we got here like my favorite one of my favorite fairy tales is Kupti and Amani probably never heard of it but like it's um it's about these two this this girl I like it because this girl decides that she's gonna run her own business which we love a girl boss and we love a bitch that makes her own money okay (laughs) like just and she um she uh had like there's some prophecy that she's gonna marry I won't like spoil the whole thing actually read it but like like it's really cute like and there's actually progression it's not like I saw you and I'm in love with you now please be my wife like how most (laughs) things are they actually have conversations and then it makes sense as to why they get married and I'm like yes (laughs) progression story development character arcs and it's only like 10 pages long. And I'm like, that's great. I love this. So <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Kupti and Amani. You read that one. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I like, that's, those are the ones I like. Where like, it makes sense and it's timeless. Okay. Because again, we love a head bitch in charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. So. To end it off, um, what give us some recommendations for fairy tales for people that you would you would get them to read? Like maybe for ones that they don't know very well, or that they've never heard of, or that they've never thought to read. Well, because I think with the Ananazi stories, uh, it's mostly by word of mouth. So I guess I'd recommend that one to learn a little bit more about African American history. Mm-hmm. um and I'm guessing some of you guys have your books like the Brothers Grimm but I'm guessing uh Star Dragon 01 could probably tell more about that book mm-hmm. like, I, I mean I can't remember what it was I try to remember there's this one story called with the mongoose the mongoose mongoose fairy, fairy tale folk tale but was it they, in Grimm or what it's not Grimm it's not ground. I can't remember what it is, but he bites a rattlesnake and he, or like a snake, a poison. I, I don't feel like Ricky Tibby Tabby. Cause that's I the one. That's the one. Book. Ricky Tibby Tabby. Oh, love that book as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I also saw like there's two versions of it. I never saw like, a different version where he, where he was actually have a baby, have a younger brother. Hmm. It have a darker and a sadder ending. Oh, okay. 
Um, my recommendations would be, okay, so if you want to be depressed as fuck, I would re- recommend you read Hans Christian Andersen because all of his stories end depressing as fuck. <laughs> um, I'm so serious. Like that book over there, I'm pretty sure there's only like three stories in there that I didn't like close the book and go, wow, I'm sad. Um, <laughs> so if you want to be depressed, read Hans Christian Andersen. Um, is there a grim fairy tale that I really like? Um, I like Jack the Jack and the Beanstalk and Jack the Giant Killer, but I don't think that those are both grim. I don't know. That might be a different interpretation. Um, read the original Aladdin. There's a there's a there's a like an ancient bird in there, uh, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously read Kupti and Amani and the King Limbed Worm. And um, do I have anything else? I'll just one else I will recommend the fisherman and his wife. The fisherman and his wife is really funny. Like if you want to laugh your ass off, you should read the fisherman and his wife. And the mm. film to watch is the Brandy Cinderella with the Filipino prince. That's, That's right. an underrated Cinderella film. It's really good. Don't watch the one with Camila Cabello. Because why? Why would you do that? Since I'm on the top of fairy tale, mind for watch a movie called The Grimm's Brother. Mm hmm. I mean, the comedy filming is where they're basically more so about Connor, but they have some elements to up fairy tales, like a lot of elements of fairy tale in it. Mm-hmm. Then I need to see if there's any happily ever after films, because that was probably my childhood when we went to Manway Preparatory Academy, where you see like different people of color taking different types of I mean, I'm uh, seeing fairy them. tales being represented. I'm thinking, huh, I never thought about a Hispanic woman being Cinderella or like Sweeping Beauty. Uh, I saw a few of them on YouTube, but they're probably really, really for some reason. Mm. Somebody should petition. We should petition. Guys, we're going to make a petition for them to bring back those films so that I can watch it because I've never seen them. Happy <laughs> Ever After Tales for Every Tale, Every Tale for Every Child. Yes, cute. I mean, it's on YouTube. Wait, that's what. Oh, it's on HBO Max. <gasps> yes, I have HBO Max. That's what we're doing this weekend, bitches. Yay! <laughs> right. Seriously, it, oh yeah, it is. Oh, it's like what part of HBO? Now I remember. Yes, I'm gonna watch them all. Oh, um, there's an Asian version of Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm yeah. Hey, what the? Yeah, B.D. Wong, Vu Mai, lend their voices for Little Red Riding Hood. Hot. I'm gonna watch it. Um. Yes, guys, but uh, but go out there, find some find some interesting interpretations, and let us know what you uh find. Cause obviously, as you can tell, like as like Star Dragon and I like fairy tales a lot. Yes. So <laughs> I'm trying to write yeah. a book right now. Yeah, honestly, I do think for I yeah, because those two, I guess, to toot your own horror, because they're very good with storytelling. I mean, Star Dragon, you know, is trying to work on his own game, so he learns about lore. And of course, Nikki Alley, my good friend over here, is creative writer. So they know a lot more about war, so they can talk circles around me about their origins of like video games, anime, uh, fairy tales, and also comic books. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to plug myself in now. That's how I get trying to put myself in. I got- oh, yeah plug in your socials i mean of course i have like a facebook and twitter and uh, twitter i mean twitter at times yeah you can go out there but i also have to, like i said i'm a let's player well i'm currently working on i'm currently working on 
Well, currently we work on Sonic Heroes and Final Fantasy 15. You know, Sonic Heroes didn't quite happen. And but if you want to go to my other channel, which I believe is called Star Dragon Entertainment, where I do go dive into lore videos. My current, my latest video is something is a Zelda-based one. How the DLC, how how the certain items like Midas Helmet and and Epona can't be canon to the time to the timeline. And again, the timeline is already messed up as is. And again, for a while, technically speaking, wouldn't the other Zelda timelines also be considered its own fairy tale by their world universe? But I mean, there has a lot of elements. So I'm thinking we haven't even go into the ideas of probably doing modern day fairy tales. Right. We did not even break into that. Um, <laughs> modern day fairy tales. Mm. Uh, but we're going to be on. Would wouldn't that be comic books in a way? I mean, Comic books being fairy tales? I wouldn't disagree I mean, with that. I mean, they're based off of Greek mythology. I mean, I mean Greek mythology, like, or those are like, like from Homer, the Odyssey. That is basically. Yeah, I remember reading that in high school, fun times. I, I mean, don't that's know. Be, and those fairy tales, those, those old school fairy tales are great modern day stories. I mean, maybe the story of Spider Man was based off. <laughs> give you an idea. The Spider Man created characters like. Spider-Man himself created characters like the Power Rangers and Common Rider. Good point. Mm. I mean, we we'd have to go into like the difference between mythology, fables, fairy tales. Like, what are their purpose? Folklore. Like, what are their purpose? What were they made for? Like, you know. And um, I got places to be, and we can't be here forever. So we gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we can't do it now, guys next time um next time uh but we're gonna take a quick break everybody because um i gotta get up and stretch my legs i don't have an excuse this time and then we're gonna do something fun right all right it's fun time yes we're gonna do an elevator pitch for fairy tales that's right and you can decide the winner (laughs) oh okay who wants to go first Okay. I think mommy, you go b- Mars. Okay, Mar- I'll go first. The story is about a shy princess who must solve three riddles, find a magic ring, and break a curse to escape an abusive parent. Things are complicated by the main villain trying to kill the main character. Ooh. Okay. A simple shy princess that fights. So uh, we can call her uh, Fiorina, the shy oh. princess. She has to solve three riddles. So I think we can probably stretch this out to multiple films. The three riddles in one film, the magic ring, and then abusive parent in another one. It's kind of like Tangle because she had kind of like a gaslighty parent. Mm-hmm. So this would work. Mm, three films. I, mean, I don't know. Can we just try to do one film just catch some of the, the one catch some of the parts away, the unimportant parts? What, but what, which parts are unimportant though? I mean, we generate more money if we have three. Yeah, but most producers don't plan for a third movie. If you do, when you design the first movie, we don't plan for the others. But it? we're planning. We're Disney. Remember? <laughs> like, no uh, I'm going to say right now, without going too deep, I don't think they do have yeah, planning tri- sequels. Okay, that I'm aside. Let's do this with Marvel. The only part of this is that actually plan sequels. 
But if we're going to go, if we're Disney and we like Marvel and Marvel is making us money, then why would we not plan out fairy tale sequels? Because Marvel's doing its own thing as before. Marvel's doing its own thing before Disney got it wrong. They're Disney. <laughs> and Disney wants what Disney gets. Oh, no, I'm not saying they can't have it. I just say Disney don't, don't plan, but I think I spent too much time with Disney. So the shy princess becomes shy no more. Well, wait a minute. Now, I don't like that, though. Can she be shy the entire time? <laughs> because, like, Listen, I'm all for character development, but like a core personality trait, though, like we want to get the shy girls, though. We want to get the shy girls up in the theaters. You know what I'm saying? She can be a shy princess who also uh, solves riddles and is is great. She just, you know, a magic ring and uh, the magic, the ring would i mean to solve one plot point if you have to make sure maybe the ring breaks the curse or maybe the magic ring can help break the curse so therefore it can be two different things hmm. or maybe the ring isn't magic at all it was just inside her the whole time Ooh. that's stupid <laughs> you know what though no but you know what it's missing there's no companion okay an animal companion like a lizard or a mom no he's an ant voiced by um chris tucker's Chris oh, Tucker. I thought you'd probably say Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, lot, but then again, too close. Too close. I mean, if Paul even knew comedian, they'd probably just do Kevin Hart. Oh, I'm no, like, a stuffed like... animal. <laughs> I hate him. No, pick another black comedian. Walter <laughs> <laughs> um, Sykes or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's never been a. Um, oh, there's never been a. I just think there's never been an animal comedian voiced by a black woman. There you go. Okay, Leslie Jones, Wanda Sykes can play the animal companion. Um, could it be like a dragon? Hmm. Hmm. Like a big ant. one? <laughs> it sounds that it's somehow related, and I'm guessing the abusive parent turned his sister that's good into an animal, and I didn't realize it, and she didn't realize it the whole time. So this animal is just her sister in disguise the entire time? Well, that uh, means- The aunt disguising the whole time. Oh. That sounds like brave, but if she's a bear. No, the mom's the bear, not the aunt. Wait a minute, he's a bear now? When the fuck did that happen? Was I not listening? <laughs> it could be a unicorn, because I'm guessing for the animal companion. Unicorn, you know what? I'm here for the unicorns because unicorns like shy girls probably. No, <laughs> I think it's the other way around, but okay. Well, I may be, be unique, but you're the real unicorn. Yes, Merchandise. bitch. And then you can have Tiffany Haddish as the unicorn. Parallels. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm here for this story. I'm here. I'm. I'm a little bit bought in. I feel like I need. A little more, but I'm I'm a little I'm here. It seems a little convoluted right now, but I'm here. I'm like I'm like halfway there, halfway there. We'll see. Right, I it. think I, I think I'm like do a bit crazier one. Okay. Okay. Star SD Star Dragon. What do you have for us? This story is about an ambitious prince who must save a princess, save a prince, and solve a mystery to slay a monster. If things are complicated by a jealous rival. Ooh, it sounds like an anime or a K-drama. And kids love K-dramas. I 
like it so far. I need more details. <laughs> okay, I think that the prince editor is from a faraway kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brazil. Make Hot. it Brazilian. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, Brazil. Well, in the editor, the editor, the main, the hero prince. I'm gonna call him that. The hero prince, the main character. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it from the Brazilian prince from Faraway Kingdom? Uh-huh. And then he had to save a prince. They must save a Australian prince and princess. Okay. <laughs> Wait, white Australian or indigenous or like Aboriginal Australian? Oh. Okay, so they're biracial. Okay. okay. Good. Wait a minute. Are they related? The prince and the princess? Or like are they a couple? Um, uh, uh, they're related. They're related? Okay. Okay. Mm. And whoever gets married gets the big becomes king or queen. Whoever gets the twins and whoever gets married gets come king and queen. So whoever marries one of the twins, are they twins now? Yeah. The, yeah. Whoever, whoever twin gets married first becomes the ruler, the, the next heir. So they're fighting for the love of this hero prince. Well, and then there's the rival. Oh yes, there is a jealous rival. I didn't forget. What is wait, what is a jealous rival? Are they also royalty? Are they a peasant? Where are we going with this? <laughs> the rival is a is a is a knight. Is a knight. Oh, okay. Forbidden. Oh, I like it. <laughs> a high a royal knight. A royal knight, and he can't be with them because of his station and his duty. Oh, there's, there's a misconception we have about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you what, what gender or sex it, I didn't tell you what gender knight was. Oh. Are they a, a woman knight? Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, the rival is a woman knight. Wait, who's Are they in she- disguise the whole time? Mm. Like, right, did the they not- disguise the fact that I'm a woman and then, like, no man could beat me. I am no man. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh no, she didn't. She's not gonna let her. No, her gender. She is a woman, and her outfit. And her outfit, but she her outfit doesn't define her. She only. She she. I don't I don't care about I don't care if you see me as a man or a woman. What my acting speaks louder. My acting speak louder than than, than appearance. Hmm. So they're gender fluid. Okay. Hi. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. And, who, and, and also whoever, but also they have the monster. Hmm. So, so the monster is holding. The monster and whoever, and here's the thing, uh-huh. if the monster get to choose the, the head of Mary, the queen and the prince and princess hand. Ooh. Wait, what if they want both? Huh? Like marry both of them? I mean, does the kingdom support polyamory? Right. And is this hero bisexual? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like. I mean, there's also the knight. That's there. right. The knight could also be bisexual. Who are they fighting for? <laughs> Maybe they don't know either. Yeah. Who knows? Oh it's my a- god. Oh, what no, if? What if the plot twist is that they both get married at the same time? <laughs> I mean, that can work. That power of the ending. What kind Almost of- sounds a little bit Shakespearean for the night. I forgot what the play was called for Shakespeare, 
when uh, there was a woman who cross-dressed as a man, she has a crush on the man and then the, and then her male persona got crushed, uh, uh, has a crush on a woman. No, or the woman has a crush on the male persona and the woman actually likes the man. I forgot what the play was called. Uh, I'll go look it up. It's definitely not much ado about nothing, is it? No, it's definitely not. That's not it. Ooh, I'm gonna be mad at myself because I'm pretty good at Shakespeare. I know, I, I know that I know what to do about nothing pretty well. I think it's my favorite Shakespeare play. What to do about nothing is really, really funny. Um, <laughs> my favorite one. Um, wait, what kind of monster? Oh, Twelfth Night. Twelfth oh, Night. Oh, Twelfth Night. Okay, I don't think I've read that one. Oh, what's it? Monster of Lake. Mm-hmm, yeah, what kind of monster is it? It's a flying cyclop hydra. Oh. Hmm. Wait, does each Hydra head only have one eye? Or one Hydra yes. head has one eye? Oh. Each Hydra head has one eye. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love all this sexuality and I love all of this. <laughs> and the only way you can defeat it, the riddle is that it, you have to steal, you have to, dest- the Hydra, cutting off the head won't kill it. Right. And, you have can't cut off the head. You have to attack the eye and only the eye. Huh? The master hydra head. Interesting. But there's no way of telling which one because each time you cut it, each time it, it always each time you cut a head, it changes in master head. Right. Exactly. Oh my god. I like. I yeah, I think that probably won't get past the Chinese censor with the sexuality. So oh man, damn like- it! Wait, what if we make it ambiguous as fuck? <laughs> hey, what do you mean, big? I'm talking about the Hydra. I know, but she was talking about <laughs> all of the love square triangles and that are happening in this. And I'm saying, what if we just make it ambiguous as to who they marry? What if they each marry the appropriate gender, but they're in love with the other one? But I have to, have to make. But oh yeah, the, but I have to make. But I have to have to make a strong female woman. A woman that would that does well. Apparently, strong female characters does extremely well in China. That's they, true. Well, that's she what the night is for. Written. The night is for that, though. She's the she's the the antihero and the strong female uh, uh, that you need in a movie. And does the rival become friends with one of them? Some like the hero or something? <laughs> yes, they have to learn. They learn to put their sympathies aside to figure out which eye with the master hydra. Yes, right. there you go. I like this. I like this a lot. I, I mean, that. I guess to be a knight must be a lot of hard work. So she, the female knight, must have a great work at them, guessing versus the royalty prince who's kind of born into it. Right. She has to teach him how to properly, like, fight. But he was the one who saved the princess and the princess and the prince to begin with. That is true. Right. But maybe that's just what we want you to think in the movie. Really, or maybe just luck, because I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, still as a prince, he must have like some degree of training, probably not as hard right. as, you know, the knight. Maybe the or- knight gets incapacitated somehow and he has to finish the job. Hmm. From the training that she gave him, he remembers, he's like, he remembers one move that she taught him. He's like, I know what I must do. <laughs> right. We've written a movie, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> Two movies now. Great. Now what's your pitch? Okay. <clears throat> a story. This story is about a lazy woman who must defeat a tyrant, break a curse, and attend a dance to outwit a witch. 
Assistance comes in the form of a kindly fairy. Hmm. Okay. That's right. I like this because I too am lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so how how even how even does it be a monster of different witches? No, not a monster, a tyrant. It's only a man. Probably. Probably a tyrant man. Yes, that's right. Who has of course it's a man. It's always a man. Yeah. Who has like I a witch? I like I'm a, I'm, I'm in grandpa mode. I mean, I like the strong female character type deal, but why can't the strong be a strong female character who's just evil? Does it have to have no converted to good? Well, the witch is here. She has to outwit a witch. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. The witch is really gonna be the mastermind of the whole entire thing. Kind of like how in Kim Possible, Shigo is the only reason that uh Draken like gets anywhere. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? See? I mean, I guess no one didn't watch that one Kim Possible movie, the total, the total, total drama. I think I remember what you're talking about. It's been a while time since I watched Total Drama. What happens in Total Drama besides like, basically Dragon uh, makes a plan that not even Shigo knows about. Oh. And it all goes wrong. No, the everyone goes wrong because of Ron. No, Kim oh. actually did the plan half was happening. Hmm, interesting. It's, uh, he had made a plan. He bought what his, his biggest flaw was messing with Bueno Nacho. That's right. Hmm. You should never do that because Ron loves his Bueno Nacho. That's what I'm saying. The witch. The witch is the one who like is like, okay, no, you need to do this. And he's like, yes, yes, you're right. She's clearly the source of all his power. Okay. Um, that's why we have to outwit her, right? And yeah. me and this fairy, and I want it to be like a full-size fairy, like maybe like, hmm. I did the only thing I liked about the Cinderella, I didn't watch it. The only thing I liked about the Cinderella remake was that um Billy Porter was the fairy. I feel like I need a gay fairy. <laughs> I want a gay fairy. I want it so badly. Um, maybe even. How do you know he's gay? I'm not sure about the gay fairy. I mean, what I if we had a DT family? Because fairies already use as a slur on gay people. You think it'll be? We want to avoid that here fine. at Disney. Here's what we'll do. Laverne Cox will be the fairy because that woman magic. She'll be the fairy. <laughs> very nice but also kind of strict like your mama because everybody loves strict mom like black women okay <laughs> that help you out um i'm trying to figure out who the lazy woman would be hmm let's hmm. see female comedians yeah. oh we can do amy schumer <sighs> i don't like amy schumer well <laughs> uh, aquafina oh i like aquafina i would I would, I would, I would, I would do Aquafina actually. Detective already plays a lazy character. That's what I'm saying. She would be yeah. great as a lazy character. Like the whole entire time, Laverne would be like, "We got to get up and do this," and she would be like, "But my show just came on." <laughs> <laughs> It'll be modern day or set back in the day, or kind of like a magical, uh, steampunkish world where you have like magic, kind of like today ish. I but think it would I'm be guessing. interesting if the tyrant's plan was. Like he's a modern day man. Like he's like a conglomerate CEO or something. And the witch is from like fairy tale, a fairy tale land. And he, they meet through like some sort of weird magic mirror. And he's all like, I, he's like, I need magic so I can conquer all of the rest of like the capitalist society, whatever. So they come up with a plan to merge the two worlds together so that he can rule both and she can rule beside him. 
That almost strangely sounds like the show Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince? Is it a good show? <laughs> if you like Avatar, The Last Airbender, it basically had the same film feel of that. So you're telling me that I just came up with like a, a, the greatest show, the greatest. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not it's not exactly Dragon Prince, but some of the plot lines is kind of similar, like the whole tyrant working with some guy with a magic mirror. That's- yes, like that's what I'm just what I'm saying. Like you've given me a compliment. So like we <laughs> we they're trying to merge the worlds together, and the lazy la- the woman and her fairy had to stop them that from happening because like. You know, it's kind of like think um, Spider Man um, into the multiverse. Um, Spider Verse. The Spider Verse, where like shit just starts like glitching everywhere. And that's what's like slowly happening. Like the magic and modern society are merging together. And, you know, monsters are coming. People are dying randomly. Like, you know, fun stuff. And so Aquafina and Laverne Cox have to team up to like stop some random white CEO. I don't know who I'm going to have be the, the white random white CEO. <laughs> Throw out some names. Um, uh, dang it. Who's the white guy and get out? Oh yeah. Him. I love him. He's, he's great. He's also in a, uh, what's that? In Armitage. Uh, I think. Yes. Him. I like him. Um, and then the witch can be, why do I want Agatha from, from, <laughs> the witch <laughs> oh somebody somebody can be the witch no i want an asian witch um because we wanted to we got an asian protagonist <laughs> we need more diversity we need we're having eight well actually no wait we need a hispanic witch because we want a diverse cast of characters okay but then, wait, we can't make her evil why not <laughs> yeah, this, if we're going by disney standard it kind of well, she's just doing this because she has like a, a a believable like like backstory that's tragic or something. He's doing it because he's evil uh, yeah. and corporate. Yeah, that's yeah, that there we go. I knew that. I knew. The- I mean, off the top of my head, either like Sofia Vergara, um, ooh, hot. Let's see, or um, let me think. Well, let's get Jennifer Lopez. No. Oh. All right, then I know I know try not to try to hold your tongue for a moment. Uh, Jenna Carano. Mm. I mean, she's more of a good action star, but um, I don't because I'm thinking she's supposed to be uh, so she's good for action films or like side, not the mastermind type deal. Yeah, a mastermind type deal. Nah, I mean, I don't think there'll probably be much like. Because I'm thinking this is probably going to be a very heavy, either an animated film or CGI. Mm, true. Because how else am I going to achieve my dream of merging two worlds together? I can't, unless there's lots of CGI. Um, maybe we can, uh, I like Amara La Negra. <laughs> uh, let me think, I don't know. But I want a Hispanic witch. Anyway, yes. So the her and the fairy, they're going to stop this plot from from taking over are there any additional things that you think i need in my movie hmm mm. i think it sounds pretty good gotcha. yeah fairy. say what it sounds like a good fairy tale 
Thank you. We're going to need some more merchandise because this is Disney. I mean, we can put it on shirts. I mean, they're going to be like any MacGuffin or like magical rod or something we can sell at Disney parks. Um, Laverne Cox can have some sort of like beautiful, like piece of jewelry, like for the girls. And then the tyrant can have some sort of, or maybe the, 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 um, the fairy, the, or no, the other witch can have like a staff or something. Okay. Mm. Staffs are gender neutral, maybe a sword or a shield. Cause I'm guessing he probably might be from a bloodline because mm-hmm. to build all that wealth, you must have wealth too. Exactly. Like you'll have a family crest of some sort. I see where you're going with that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. We just pitched you three Disney films. Disney, let us know which one you want to come. <laughs> we just pitched you three fairy tales, Disney. You let us know which one you want to buy. <laughs> I mean, Disney has more money, though. I actually prefer DreamWorks because I know they'll probably have a lot of fun with it. And and there's more likely we can get a ride because they are building another Universal Park. And now, also, did you know getting some Nintendo money after recently? Got some Nintendo money too. Oh, with Sora being in Smash. That's right. So, if Nintendo wants to also give us some money, that would be great. Uh, (laughs) Nintendo, oh, Nintendo, Nintendo need no idea. They just need someone to um make the idea. I mean, fuck capitalism, but a bitch needs to pay her bills. That's the one I'm saying. That's all I'm saying as well. So you let us know which one you want to pick. Disney or DreamWorks or whoever is out there and they need a fairy tale. Like guys, Illumination. Mm-hmm. Or wherever the one that made Ice Age or over the hedge. <laughs> Isn't that what also technically owned by Disney now? Oh, damn. I feel like this- the moral of this episode is Disney owns everything. I feel like that's the only moral that there is. <laughs> I guess we can try. I guess I know what we can change. And I think I know what we can change because I would hold Disney top top of and drop whole Disney thing. We writing the fairy tale. It's true. We could. Mm. But mm. we've run out of time because I'm pretty sure we've been uh, here th- for two hours. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, so. We're going to have to go now, everyone. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for listening us prattle about fairy tales. Um, pick the winner in the comment section. Thank <laughs> you, Star Dragon, for coming by and yeah, yeah. a little bit of your time. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. And, uh, huh? Go on. Don't forget me. I did do, like I said, do what's played. In fact, built Miss Mars come, was on, it's on my channel a few times. Yes, I volunteered my voice. I apologize for the many vulgarity I put in your videos. And not really, it's not a problem. I mean, I don't know if, it's not really that big of a problem. I mean, because I let her curse in all of these podcasts. That's why I made a monster. <laughs> um, no, come, oh, come on. That doesn't stop her from performing. Really. Then again, she just, <laughs> you get shit to watch. I mean, wait, I might be up on one, I don't know what. When these videos come up, I keep forgetting video. These videos probably recorded in advance. They're not live, so. Nope. Yeah, we post them on Mondays. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm probably gonna add a video. I'm gonna have one another multiplayer video on on here. Probably on the same day. Do uh, uh, quick races and Sonic Heroes. Quick.
some quick races. Wait, no. Okay. I mean, yeah, quick races. Yeah. Yeah. I may not be perfect at video games, but I have fun. Indeed. Yeah. That's all this. I'm totally good. I'm totally good at you when there's no when you're apprenticed to another castle. (laughs) All right, people. That's a reference for something. That reference is something one of my earlier videos was her. Check out Star Dragon's videos. Um, Star Dragon's everyone. The guy with the, with the arrow with the blue circle, the down arrow with a blue circle. That's my logo. Nice. Check those out. Check them out on social media. Check us out on social media. I post things occasionally um, when I feel like it on that bird app and on Instagram. <laughs> and um, yeah, everybody stay safe out there. Wear your masks. We're still in a pan panini. Um, Please yeah. get vaccinated if you can. Um, there's, they're about, I know they're pretty close to approving kids five to 11. So if you have a young child, please get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, protect yourself, stay informed. So, yeah. Indeed. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it, guys. We'll see you next week where um, we will take on another spooky topic. <laughs> kind of spooky. Anyway. Oh, bye. Bye. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs>